Consider the following scenarios. You're tired from the whole week and it is 3.30 p.m. on Thursday when the boss walks over to your desk and tells you he has a special project for you. It's going to be a great deal of work. You'll need to stay late several nights, starting with that day. There is very little extra money involved, and it has to be completed in the next two weeks. Fantastic, you think to yourself. That's just what I wanted. More work. It doesn't make any sense. I just finished a big project last week. So-and-so hasn't had to complete a project in months, and he went home early. Why was I picked for this assignment? Or, you just came home from a long day at school. You have three projects due within the next month. A novel to read and critique. Math homework, which you barely understand. Your mother comes home and asks if you could please unload the dishwasher, sweep the garage, and put away the baby's toys. But what about Sara, you ask? She's off from school right now and doesn't even have any homework. Can she do some of these tasks? Why do I have to do them? Or... You finally catch up on your mortgage payments, finished off the antibiotic medication for that cold that you just couldn't shake, and booked a ticket to visit your cousin in California. You wake up in the morning, have breakfast, and get into your car to go to grocery shopping when your car won't start. You take it to the mechanic and find out it's going to cost $1,200 to fix. One thought crosses your mind. Why was I chosen for this challenge? How do we look at being chosen to do a particular job? What kind of perspective should we take when encountering a challenge? Should we compare ourselves to others in regard to our workload? We can learn a powerful lesson from this week's Parsha, which gives us the answer to these very important and pertinent questions. When we read that Pinchas was zealous in doing what was right, it is easy to become confused. Someone violates a Torah prohibition publicly, and the greatest leader of all time fails to act on it. Shouldn't Moshe have quickly assessed the situation and carried out justice swiftly and promptly? After all, it seems out of place for Moshe Rabbeinu to have de delegated such an important task to someone else. When Zimri decided to commit an improper act with a Midianite woman, he approached Moshe and asked him if she was forbidden. If she is forbidden, who permitted you to marry the daughter of a Midianite? Zimri asked Moshe. The Rebbe explains that Moshe didn't take action against Zimri because he was invested in the matter. His actions and decisions could be motivated by personal interest. Other commentaries explain that Moshe forgot the halacha, and that is why he did not act. Rashi writes that Pinchas reminded Moshe of the law of forbidden relationships, and Moshe told Pinchas that since it was he who remembered the law, he should be the one to carry it out. Moshe Rabbeinu was the world's first CEO. Every successful CEO will attest to the fact that a major part of being a good leader is being able to delegate responsibility. Let's face it, there is no one who can do everything, or even close to everything. What they can do is appoint the right person for each task. We see this again in the Parsha when Hashem tells Moshe to climb the mountain and look at the land of Israel. Because of Moshe Rabbeinu's sin of hitting the rock, he could not enter the promised land. Imagine if you had worked towards a goal for your whole life and because of one mistake, the entire reward was taken from you, swept out right from under your feet. Most of us would react to such a situation with contrite disappointment and anger. How did Moshe react? He valiantly not only readied himself to step down from his position, but asked Hashem to appoint someone to replace him. Moshe even listed the qualities he thought were important for the next leader to possess, a testament to his unrelenting concern for the Jewish people. How many people would step aside from their position so gallantly, so readily, and so willingly train another person to take their place? This is the sign of a true leader. A leader is not measured by how many followers he has, but by how many leaders he creates. Wishing you a wonderful Shabbos.